Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the host of the Too Much Game podcast. And again, this episode, we celebrate Father's Day. Young Dolomite, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Man, listen, I, I tell you off the record, and before we get into any Father Jay stuff, I tell I tell all my listeners and anybody who listening, <laughs> I always say you're the best podcaster that I know because you could take a whole hour and talk to your damn self. I don't know how you do it, but that is an amazing skill. <laughs> Mental illness. I'm I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but it got to be something because you literally can sit there a whole hour. And a lot, I see people do it, talk to themselves, but it's not that entertaining. Yeah. The, I don't like, I don't even know if I could call it a skill. Like, it's difficult, but it's like, I don't know. I kind of got a cheat code because I keep it live. So it's like I'm talking to people, but not really. Like, you just can't hear their voice, but. Ah, you know the people in the live they they keep the conversation flowing. Okay, okay. Well, first of all, how's everything going, man? Um, everything going cool. I'm, you know, health wise a little under the weather. I got a cough that I can't shake, but other than that, life's great. Okay. Well, let me say, let me be one of the first to say happy early Father's Day to you. Thank you very much. Same to you. Appreciate you, brother. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on here is because, like. I see how you, you know, you had a podcast and you got other things going on, but you're really active in your kids' lives and you making sure they do the things they need to do. You're a great, a great father to your kids. So it's really an honor to have this conversation with you. Thank you. It's an honor to, you know, to be invited to this conversation. So, let, so how, let's, let's, let's start with this. What year did you first become a father? 2010. The end of 2010. My kids was they was both born in November. Oh wow! Yeah. So when is the second one born? My son's birthday is November fourth, ten. My daughter is November fifteenth, twenty twelve. So we all Scorpios. Huh? Yeah. Oh, your son is okay. I don't know why I kept thinking your daughter was the oldest because she's taller and she's. She's very well spoken and mature. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If that, I just I don't know for some reason. Yeah, I thought she was older, but hmm, okay. She two years. Everybody be thinking she like five years older, but no, two years younger. So tell me, what was what was your initial thoughts when you found out you was going to be a father? I was excited because for a second, me and my wife was trying to conceive, and it wasn't really working. So, you know, both of, you know, it's like when, when you can't conceive as a, a married couple, you know, it's just, it's just it's natural that both of y'all are blaming yourselves or maybe even blaming the other party. But like me personally, I was like, maybe I can't have kids mm. because I have been in relationships where, you know, not to get too graphic, but we was fucking raw and I wasn't getting nobody pregnant. So I was like, shit, maybe I just can't have kids. So when we went to the, you know, the fertility specialist and they was like, no, nah, you know, both of y'all's equipment is working. Y'all just got to try some shit. So funny thing, she got on birth control. And then when she got off it, miracle. Boo, yeah, here comes Deuce. So when 
we found out that he was coming, like it was just, you know, raw excitement. Like, yes, because I've always planned on being a father. Like I never, like we didn't have like an accidental pregnancy. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, she's pregnant. Like now nah, we had been trying. So mm. when it finally happened, we was happy. How long was y'all married before you had the kids? Uh, about two years. Yeah, two- we got married in 08, had Deuce in 2010. So basically we we did the two years of marriage before having a child because we wanted to be able to you know enjoy the fruits of being married before we brought kids into the world okay only reason i ask is is because you said y'all went to a fertility specialist i mean not that like i ain't gonna say y'all didn't give it time but two years not a long time nah but you know it's just kind of like the timeline of you know life like parenthood like i was already 28 when deuce was born you know a lot of people they had their kids young so even though we got married relatively young you know i was 26 she was 24 it's like how old do you really want to be as parents and how much are you really missing out on as a married couple you know having kids so we had our two little years of just us and then it was like you know time to bring bring another one in here so what was the feather like when he was actually born? Um, I've described it before, but it's like you you find out the the true capacity that your heart has to love a person. It's like you you love your mom, you love your wife, you love your siblings, you love your friends, but it's it that shit hit different when you have a child. Like, it's like, I'll throw all those people in a fire for this child. Mm. So, you know, it, it was it was like almost overwhelming. Oh, wow. How did his birth change you as a man? Um, It was like motivating. Like, I've always been highly motivated, but it was like, you know, it, it was like that seventh gear. Like, you ain't even realized how hard you can go. Like, it's like, I'm already a hardworking person. But now that I have this little, you know, somebody who's who I'm responsible for, it's like sleep don't even matter no more. Like rest don't matter no more. Like I'll do no matter what I can do to make sure that this person is straight. Did you have any concerns like before, be like before, before you became a father, like, will I be a good father? Will I be able to do this? Will I be able to do that? Like, any concerns before it actually happened? Not really. It was just, like, raw optimism. Like, you know, of like, my only thought was, I just hope he's healthy. Yeah. Like, I, I, I never really feared my ability to be a father. Like, I never was like, oh, I don't think I'll be enough. Like, there's, there's no universe where I won't give 100% to my kids. So I just, I've always felt that, you know, as a parent, your main purpose is to just put your kids first in everything you do. So like, I never felt like it it was even possible for me to not do that. How would you define fatherhood? Um, Almost the same as like being a husband, but to your kids, like you, you're a protector, you a provider, you know, like you're the motivator, you're the example, you're the head of the household, 
you're like the the coach. Like you give them the life lessons. You know, you're the teacher. You're the role model. But I don't know. I guess that's it. Like, you know, and, and every father is different because like I'm kind of like the fun dad. Like I'm not really the the structural disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. You know, like they mom is the disciplinarian between us. <laughs> I'm almost like a big brother to them. <laughs> like they they respect me, but we be having fun over here. <laughs> and you and you had your daughter two years later, right? Yeah. Was that was that was it planned that way or did it just happen that way? Nah, we we wanted another boy, honestly. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy, you know, because like I say all the time, like I couldn't imagine having no daughter other than Brownie. Like I it, it had to be her. Like God knew, like, I'm gonna give you the coolest daughter in the world. Like, don't even trip, my nigga. Like, you ain't even gonna be mad that it wasn't a boy. <laughs> because the thing was, like, you know, when when her grandmother told us the gender, I was immediately like, you know, because it's like, as a, you know, I don't really know a lot of dudes that just want a girl. Like, yeah. you know, dudes want, you know, the little boy to, you know, play sports with and relate to and shit like that. So when it came to me having a daughter, you know, we doing the ultrasound and I'm like, hey, where's the penis? Can't see it. <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, it's a girl. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know but at the same time like once she got here it was like nah nigga this 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 my best friend right here like this the coolest little girl in the world like i usually don't even not even into girls like that but brownie you know she a whole different you know she cool as hell did, what did the mom want did she want a boy too same ah. both wanted boys yeah uh. I, I think after as I guess so. I only had one, and I'll admit I wanted, <laughs> I did want a boy, so I could kind of relate to that story because I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting in the um, you know, in the in the office, and they do the the, the ultrasound, and they like, yeah, it's a it's it's a girl, and I'm like, you sure? And they like, yeah, it's it's a girl. So it's like, I wasn't really disappointed. Cause you know we 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 just wanted a healthy child, yeah. but I did want a I did want a son. Cause like you said, you know, just the whole legacy of playing sports and doing all that stuff with a boy. But you know, once I got a girl, all that shit went away. So yeah, and it's and, and that's the thing. Like when it comes to like a, a a father with girls, it's like it it's it's a different type of love. Like cause you you think that you're gonna want the whole little yeah. Go, go, score the touchdown. You know, it's like, but when you have a girl, this is a whole different level of tenderness. Like, that shit unlocks something in you. It do. You know, like, that shit really, it show you a soft side you didn't think you had. And it's like, growing up, you would see dudes with daughters, and you see them having the tea parties and doing the whole little thing. You like, that'll never be me. Until it's your turn, <laughs> and you sitting there like, okay, yeah, let me pour the tea. Like, oh, shit, this the, this is what I've become. Hey, but you know, it's all about creating those memories and you know, just letting them know that you love them. Yeah, because you know, like I, I would tell people, like on social media, sometimes 
you know, they'll see my goofy side with my kids because, you know, how when, when I first became introduced to a lot of y'all, everybody looked at me as like the hard gangster crip nigga, like Uncle Dolomite, he don't laugh, he don't smile, he's so serious all the time, he do all that cussing, all that type of shit. But it's like, when I'm with the, like, my kids don't see me as none of that. My kids see me as goofy. Mm. You know, like, they, they don't respect my gangster at all, like. You know, y'all, y'all niggas don't even know what I am out here in these streets. But to them, it's like, <laughs> it's my dad. That nigga goofy. Is there different? Is there a big difference raising boys as opposed to girls? Yeah, but it's it's also these two, because you know all kids are different. But it's like nigga, this niggas, they're com- they're two completely different people. My nigga, like they ain't the same. So. I would think it would be different, but you know, like I've seen siblings, brothers and sisters with like similar personality. These two little niggas are completely chill, completely different. Like, Who's more chill? Brownie. Brownie is personality-wise exactly like me. Deuces, uh, like he he's his mom. Brownie is me. <laughs> no, you 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 never um you never shied away from it like you talked about like being in the streets doing doing the um like gang activity was you was did when once you had kids did you ha- did you step away from that or not immediately okay you know like it 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 was like one of those like internal conversations that I had to have because when Deuce was born his whole room was like New York Yankee everything which represents my hood. And then it was like, you know, I just woke up one morning like, do I really want to put this curse on my son? So I ripped all that shit down. Like, nigga, I'm going to have to, like, change the example that I am for him. So, you know, I I slowed down. Like, after he was, like, one, shit was over with. How did you, how did you finally, like, totally break away from it? Well, you never totally break away from it. Like, okay. Right. You know, it's like I'm still a member. I'm just not like active. I'm st- I'm not wrapped up in it. So I like know. for the most part, you know, like the the older I get and the more that I, I realize how much they start to understand what I am, who I am. It's just certain shit. I don't even want them to see as cool. Mm-hmm. So even if I do like go out there to go hang out or something like that, like I make sure they have zero exposure to it. So even though they understand what it is as far as like my activities outside, they know that that's not something that's cool. They also know that that's not something to emulate and that's not something that I'm proud of. It's literally like, okay, that's what daddy do, but I don't think that shit is cool because daddy don't make it cool. Yeah. You know, like certain niggas in the street the reason that they they children will follow in their footsteps is because even though they might tell their kids, don't do this, they do it with a, a, a zeal. Like they do it with the, you know, the attitude that they bring to it is like they enjoy it. I, I do it like it's a job, you know, so just like your kids see work doesn't look cool. Dad, I don't think dad likes work. So, you know, you being a fucking 
administrative assistant at your job, your kids ain't like, I want to be an administrative assistant like my dad. Cause you know, <laughs> they, they know daddy don't even like his job. Yeah. So even when it comes to this, it's like, this ain't nothing that, that is cool. My nigga, I'm, it's an obligation. So don't follow this. You, you want to deal with this bullshit? See these funerals? Remember my homeboy that got killed? That's what this is. So fuck this. This gonna sound this gonna sound like a, a weird question, but I have to ask it. Because of the way you grew up, do you see it as an advantage to your kids? And the reason I say that, like, because they've seen they've seen things that, you know, you know, they've seen they they understand things can happen. So because they know it firsthand, you think it helps them avoid it because they know personally the consequences of it. I think so. You know, because like it's it's always easier to listen to a person that's actually experienced something than somebody who hasn't. Like it's easier for me to tell my kids don't do it because they know I've done it. So they know that I know exactly what it's about. You know, like even with my stepdad who's been in and out of prison, like they were alive to see this nigga go in and out of prison. Like my friends getting shot, like they was alive for certain events. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this shit is real, my nigga. Like this ain't fun and games, nigga. There's people who you knew that was alive and now they're dead because of this shit. So this ain't nothing for y'all to jump into because you think that the rappers make it sound cool because nigga, y'all know what it is in reality. And it's not cool. Yeah. Do you ever have any fear that one of them could go down the wrong path? No. Okay. Like, I was raised in that environment. Like, it, it literally was something that, you know, like, even though my parents didn't want me to go that way, like, I end up, it was all around me. Like, when I went to school, it that's all my friends. All the motherfuckers who I grew up with. Like, you know, my mom was a member. So it's like, shit. It, it's way, I'm, I'm too exposed to it. To the point where it's like, you damn near ain't got a choice. You know, especially depending on where you end up. Like, where you go to school at. My kids don't go to school around that element. So okay. they would literally have to go out of their way to get into that shit. Mm. You know, and it's like, I feel like if, if them niggas going out their way to do it, either I failed or God wanted them to. Yeah. How, how so how, how sad, how satisfying is it for you to know that you was able to escape that environment and put your kids in a better situation where they don't have to experience what you experienced? Mm, it's probably the thing that I'm the most proud of in life. Like, just thinking about, like, the fact that, like, they got their own room in two separate houses. Like, no, no struggle I've ever had, they have. Like, there's there's nothing that they missing out on. Like, everything that I said, like, I wish I had this growing up. They got all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even when it comes to, like, information that they're going to be raised with, like, there's shit that I wish that I I would have known and been exposed to growing up that they'll have. Name an example. As far as like information or 
Yeah, like you something that you wish you was exposed to that they got. Like by the time they 18, they're gonna have an understanding of how to use credit. Ah, you know, they're, they're gonna understand the importance of home ownership, they're gonna understand the importance of equity, you know, the importance of entrepreneurship and being able to, you know, financially do things for yourself. Like, and they're gonna see it happen in real time. Okay. Like what I was raised on was like I said, the 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 building blocks of what's important to me as a parent is what my mom showed me, which is nigga, your kids come first over everything. Like everything that you do in life as a motherfucking adult, you doing that shit to make sure your motherfucking kids is straight. Like that's what I was taught as a kid. You know, so now I get to build upon what my mom taught me and give them that extra punch, which is the financial aspect of adulthood. Because with my mom, nigga, she had four kids, nigga. So it was, nigga, I got to hustle to make sure y'all four motherfuckers is straight. Mm -hmm. So now with me, it's nigga, I'm hustling, making sure y'all two niggas is straight. And then I'm adding on to that with, nigga, I'm finna have property and, you know, I got business and, a platform and all this other shit that I could expose y'all to. How old was you when you got when when it when, like when it began to click and you started to understand it? As far as which part, like the the, the like understanding building wealth and maintaining credit stuff like that. Shit, probably within like the last five six years. Like once I started like really making more money than I ever really thought I'd make. Like, at the job that I'm at right now, like, I never really saw myself making this much money working. Mm -hmm. I've always had to plan to make a certain amount of money, just like every other person in the world. Like, we all in our head, like, oh, there's going to be a time I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to own stuff. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, but I fucked around and tripped and fell into a career making six figures. Mm -hmm. So once I started to make a certain amount of money, it's like, now credit is a factor because I can afford to buy a house now. So I got to make sure my credit is straight so I can buy a house. You know, like now I got to start being able to take care of this wealth that I'm building because fuck else you going to do when you make a certain amount of money, especially when you're a man with a family. So I had to really start paying a lot more attention to, you know, how I took care of my finances and how I would actually grow those finances. You know, I started getting around people who had a grasp on financial literacy to teach that shit to me because I was supposed to buy a house back in 2009, you know, before we had a kid. Mm -hmm. But I had a I had a situation where I lost my fucking job. So that shit fell through. But even in that process, at the age I was at, I didn't even really understand the the gravity of what I was doing in buying a house. Like, I just thought it was going to be cool to buy a house. I got a wife, buy a house. Seems like a cool thing to do. But it wasn't until the second go-round where I actually bought the house where I really understood, like, equity. You know, like, how you can leverage the debt of the house to, you know, buy other things and shit like that. Like, I wasn't financially literate. I was financially capable to buy a house. But the second mm -hmm. time around, I was financially literate. Okay. I'm going to transition to something that was, that's a pretty tough topic because you actually mentioned it 
um, while you were talking, you, your kids have two, two uh, they have their own rooms in two different households. Um, you separated, you and your wife are separated. I wanted you to talk about like that transition, like going from being with your kids every day to all of a sudden not being in the house with them every day. Um, luckily, the way that me and their mom got it set up is it's a it was a real easy transition. Okay. Because of the way that our schedules work, I still pick them up from school every day. You know, and then we split the weekends. So they'll spend one weekend with her, one weekend with me. So even though I might not see them every single day, I still have a lot of access to them. Like, I'm still with them a lot. So, you know, it, it works itself out. Like, we we still have a real close relationship. You know, like, I know it's a lot of fathers out there that 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 wish that they had as much access to their kids as I have. So, like, it's, you know, like I said, life's great. Like, I'm in a real blessed position to... Even though me and her didn't work out as a couple, like, nigga, we still have a great relationship between each other to where we can be fucking effective co-parents. Was there ever a time you could set it to, to stay just for the kids? Like, we know that's not working, but fuck it. We just going to do this for the kids. Shit, probably like the last two years. Okay. You know, like, everybody in a relationship knows that there's a point where both of y'all have clocked out. Yeah. You know, like you you both just hoping that the spark just comes back, but you just going through the motions, like just looking at this person pisses me off. Like just being around this motherfucker. Like, but we got to keep the family together. And then it comes to the point where it's unbearable. And it's like, you know, but like I said, like the cool thing is like once we separated, like we, Everything we liked about each other, we start back liking it because, you know, something about us being under the same roof, everything that triggered us was just right there. So once we separated and the triggers got away from us, it's like now we can get back to the reason that we got together in the first place. Okay. How difficult was it for the kids? Funny thing, not at all. Oh. Like, did they, I don't know. And I think it's because they have so much access to both of us. It's almost like not a transition at all. It's it's like different, but it ain't, you know, like the, the, the difference is like, it ain't like we all together in the same fucking ball, but they still got just as much access to me as they have to her. So it's like, if we want to call mommy, we can call her ass. If we want to call daddy, we can call him. We want to kick it with either one. We can kick it with either one. Like, you know, and it's not like no tension to where, you know, birthdays and shit is like separate. Like, there's times where we'll all be together. So, you know, like it's it's been an easy fucking transition. You know, you have little moments where it's like, oh, we wish you still lived here. But very few and far between. Was there, any, was there ever any point in that process where you felt like, it may not work, like co-parenting? The very beginning. Okay. You know, like when you first split, you know, everything in your mind is worst case scenario. Like, man, what if she do some bullshit? You know, what if she try to go to court on me? What if she, you know, like, damn, 
because you know y'all y'all at each other's throat. Like you got to the point of separating because y'all motherfuckers wasn't seeing eye to eye. So you know that that initial first like week or so is that shit's scary because you just don't know what this person gonna do. So only that time. But like once we started having conversations, shit was smooth. Okay. When would you what would you say you're at today? Like right now, currently as a father. Um you said like where would I say I am? Yeah, like like yeah, where you where do you feel you at? Like a lot of room to grow, you or you feel like you got a lot of it figured out. Well, I don't think nobody knows everything. So like just in life in general. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a student. Like I'm learning just as much from them as I can teach them. So like, I don't feel like no father, even fathers of adults still have shit to learn. Mm -hmm. So as far as like where I am as a father, like, you know, I got 12 years experience and shit. Like, you know, I'm not like the, the master of being a dad. Like I couldn't start no podcast teaching niggas how to be fathers but <laughs> you know i feel like i'm doing decent like you know they don't complain all day so i feel like i'm doing all right for you personally what is the most enjoyable thing about being a father just the time that i get to spend with them like you know like eat like just a little monday through friday times honestly just like the little funny shit they say and do like seeing what genes that they got from me like the little behaviors that they exhibit and i'm like yeah they got that shit from me you know the good and the bad because you know sometimes when you see your kid fuck up and you like yeah that's all me (laughs) (laughs) so you know what when i know how i feel but how do you feel when you see a kid when you know like, what's the feeling when you know they doing something that you do and they, they can't even help it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like it's not disappointment. It's it's, it's kind of like a it's like a weird feeling. Like you know, like if, when you hear your kids say some shit that you know you sh- they shouldn't have said, but it's funny. <laughs> so it's like you you know you're not supposed to laugh. You know, especially when you know their mom is around. It's like you want to laugh, but you know she gonna cuss your ass out if you laugh. So you got to kind of like put your your mad dad face on, but in reality, you like, yeah, you got that shit from me. I can't, <laughs> I can't even parent that shit out of you. What would but, you say your pro? What would you say your proudest moment is as a dad? They birth, but wow. like, you know, because it's like every everything is a proud moment for me. Like, you know, just like them learning how to read they first steps like every accomplishment has its own feeling and you know like they still young so it's like i haven't seen them graduate high school yet i haven't seen them start a business yet i haven't seen them become parents yet so like just you know like i said just having them be healthy and functional was proud for me so everything else is like you know it, it's own experience. I want to close with this. What is the, what's the main thing 
that you want your kids to learn from you? Mm, that happiness is the most important thing in life. Like just just do what makes you happy in life because everything else will work itself out. Like take care of your fucking mental health. Like I'm not saying happiness in the sense of like you're going to have a smile on your face at all times, but you should do the best that you can do in life to be fulfilled because at the end of the day, that's all that's going to matter when it's time to clock out. Like fuck how much money you made. Fuck how many friends you had and all that. Like, the most important thing is were you fulfilled? Stop. That's a great lesson. <laughs> Hell, I need to hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, brother. I listen. I tell you all the time. I'm a fan of your work. I appreciate everything you do. And I really appreciate you carving out the time to do this because I know like we all busy, we all got family. So for you to lend your time to my platform, brother, I truly appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you having me, dog. You know, everybody like still talks about the last time that, you know, we did a show. So it's always good to be, a, you know, to have you hitting me up because, you know, like I say, like it's, I'm a, it's like a fan of a fan type of situation. Like, the respect that you have for me, I have for you. So it's like, shit, just, just to have you hit me up and say, let's do a show, shit, I'll be excited myself. Like, oh, shit. Finna hey, do man. lamp show. Like, this one of them, like, yeah, I got to get up for this one. Hey, look, I'm honored, brother. Listen, the feeling is mutual. Look, we know the little ruffles that came along when I said what I said, but I don't care. Like, you got to respect people who do great work, and you do great work. So I tip my hat to you. Yeah, and even with that backlash, it was, you know, you know me, like, the smoke is welcome. None of the smoke <laughs> came to you. Like, I, I was I was happy to invite all that shit. Even the dude <laughs> who you said it to, we don't even fuck with that dude, but <laughs> it is what it is, man. Before we go, please tell the people, like, how they can follow you and how they can listen to the podcast. Instagram and Twitter, Uncle Dolomite. Uh, just Google the Too Much Game podcast, T-O-O, Much Game podcast. I'm on all streaming platforms. I'm trying to get my YouTube up, so, you know, y'all please go like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell to get notifications when I go live on the Too Much Game podcast, usually Sundays, 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. Well, again, man, happy Father's Day. Appreciate you doing this time, man, and hopefully you enjoy it. Man, same to you. I know for a fact I will. <laughs> look same here <laughs> and i want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast i truly appreciate your support you can follow me on instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp my facebook is also conversations with lamp you can listen to the podcast on soundcloud and apple Podcasts. again thank you all for listening have a great day